Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman & Associates. Now here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thanks so much for joining me this week. My quote today is by Joseph Conrad, also known as Lord Jim, and it says, My task, which I am trying to achieve it by the power of the written word, to make you hear, to make you feel, it is, before all, to make you see. Remember when you came home crying from the playground after another kid had been mean to you or said just something really nasty? I know my, my mom taught us that phrase, sticks and stones can break your bones, but words can never hurt you. Well, is that really true? Bruises and wounds heal, but emotional trauma maybe not so much. Yet, once you utter a mean phrase or a derogatory comment, can you take it back? Once it's out there, isn't it out there forever? Isn't that mean comment in the recipient's mind who you gave it to, or your own memory, isn't it there for life? Even if it's not in your short-term memory, something can be said or happen years later, and that feeling of hurt rushes in as if it had just happened yesterday. You know what I'm talking about. Then words really can hurt more than a stick or stone. What if we use those hurtful words on ourselves with frequency? Isn't that even more deadly and harder to forget? We use disparaging words to ourselves every day. Why do we do it? Today my guest, Sherry Wright, is going, is going to discuss with us the words we speak and the power they possess, not only to others, but also to ourselves, and how we can change our own inner voice. Sherry is the co-founder of InterTouch School, uh, Touch School of Mystic Wisdom, and Sherry's been a student of metaphysics for over 25 years. This study, juxtaposed with her serious corporate background of, of accounting and business, being a business analyst, brings a unique and reality-based perspective to her work as an intuitive medium, spiritual teacher, and certified holistic coach. So please help me welcome my very new but very good friend, Sherry. So Sherry, thank you for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me, Connie. I'm so glad to be here today. And, and it's funny, Sherry, when I was looking, I always like to start with a quote to kind of get our brain in the right frame of reference. And when I read that, I thought, oh, my goodness, the words that we speak or that we write or um, that we hear, to really hear it, to really feel it, and then to make us see it, I thought was just really powerful, especially in regards to what we're going to talk about um, today. So, yeah, I'm excited about the, co- the, to- the topic today. It was, a, it was a great quote and wonderful example of how words can affect us years later. That was just great. Yeah, and I, I just I want to share a story, and then we'll jump into the topic. But um, I was in I was a junior in high school, and you know I, I was very tall even as a high school kid. I was five eleven, I think, since eighth grade. You know, thirteen years old. And at that point, most of the boys were still shorter than me. They were still kind of in growth mode. And I remember I walked into, and, and the other thing, let me just lay the groundwork, my, my mom and dad, Italian background, but we were not allowed to wear makeup. 
So even as a junior in high school, the girls listening, can you imagine this? I was not allowed to wear makeup. So I had walked into one of the classrooms, and one of the girls, her back was to the door. And I remember, like it was yesterday, and I'm 54, so this happens when I was 16 or 17. And I remember her saying, oh, she's so ugly, and no boy is going to ask her to the prom. So now, isn't that, isn't that terrible? Yeah, and that's terrible. It's terrible. And I... And my immediate response was, well, she's right. You know, what are you going to do? And that person, anytime I hear her name, I feel venom go through my bones. Like if she were here right now, I think I'd slap her as Connie Whitman, the 54-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> so payback, right? But those words, how, how quickly it really can um, rush back whenever I don't feel at my best, those words kind of come back and resonate. So words are powerful. So They certainly are, yes. Right? They really are. So understanding the words we use, tell me a little bit about that. How can we understand the words we use? Well, we, we walk around so much in life, um, unconscious, I guess would be a good word for it, about how we, with the words that we speak. And as I got into studying words, studying metaphysics, I understood that we really need to become aware of the words that we're using. The one that always stands out in my mind is responsibility. If you break a word down and you look at it, responsibility, we all think we know what that means. But could it mean respond with ability? Mm. So I think sometimes with the words, we use them without thinking about what we're actually seeing. Not, not only what we're seeing, but what we're creating and putting out there with the words that we speak. Very, very powerful. And you're right, because half the time... I give you an example. Um, somebody, when I like, I'm teaching classes, right, in, in the corporate environment, and someone will say, uh, "I'm at a bank." So you have tellers all the way up to the CEO of a bank. Okay. So oftentimes, mm -hmm. I make them write a value statement. I don't care what level you are. What value do you bring to me as a customer? To me, that's an important concept. If you can't clearly see the value you bring to a customer, how are you going to be able to share that vibration or tell them stories about why? you're such a viable person in my banking life, right? And when mm -hmm. I have someone at a lower level, a teller, maybe even um, a like a supervisor at the teller level, they'll say to me, I'm just a teller. What do I bring to the table? And I look at them and I say, no one is just anything. You bring a lot to the table. You know, if I come in and I, I, I come to you on a daily basis, how do you make me feel? Oh, I'm like happy to see you and you're my friend. And, and then when you start breaking it down for them and asking them questions, they go, oh, I guess I do bring a lot to the table. So when people say, oh, I'm just this, what does that mean? You're putting yourself down without even realizing it. It's just that one word, just. You're minimizing yourself. Absolutely. It's so funny that you bring up a story related to a bang, because I want to tell you one very quickly. Sure. I have three granddaughters, but two of my granddaughters are twins, and they're two, and they're adorable. There's no doubt. And it's become <laughs> – that's grandma talking. Um, of course. They, they have become – so happy about going to the bank with me because it's become like a weekly routine to go to the bank. On their end, they get a lollipop. So they're so happy to go to the sure. bank with grandma and get a lollipop. But there is a woman there at the bank, and I believe she is a supervisor of the tellers. And as soon as she sees 
me walk through the door with my daughter-in-law and my little twin granddaughters. She gets down on her knees and says, oh, give me a hug. And they run for her. They run for her. And what I've noticed is just the level of happiness she brings to them by just acknowledging them. You know, these little two-year-olds, whoever looks at children other than, oh, they're so cute, and then we go on with our day. But Mm -hmm. she acknowledges them in such a big way that you can literally see the happiness in them. Of course, then they ask for the lollipop, but. <laughs> but but they react to her. See, and then now she just said, oh, "I'm just the teller supervisor here." Like, right. really? Look what you just right. did for my kid, my grandkids. So that's what I mean. I think that we, but I don't think Sherry that people realize that they're doing it. I think it be, has become such a habit. So next question: How do our words affect the world and our reality? Well, the words that we speak, as you were saying in the beginning, what we are speaking is actually having an effect on everybody around us. There was a study done where they talked about 80% of the words we speak are on the negative side instead of the positive side. So that's a little bit scary. But as we speak something, if you're speaking with another person and you're having a conversation, and a lot of times you may not even be aware of what it is that you're doing with this other person. But when you say something, people don't forget that. And it goes in and it affects their world. And it's kind of like, I'm sure you've heard the story about, you know, you walk out and you say hello to everybody, have a good day, whatever. What is, and and there's even done videos on this on YouTube I've seen. What does that person do? All of a sudden they step a little higher, they're a little happier. You've infused them with a positive energy by acknowledging them. Mm-hmm. They're going to then turn around and say, Hi, how's your day? How's it going? And they're going to pass this on. It's like a pay it forward situation. So our words affect people, positive or negative. It's every funny. single day. It, it, and you struck me, something you said about the, the um, teller supervisor, but also you said how we can, negative or positive, that somebody will remember something you said. It was probably 20 years in one of the banks that I had worked for. Again, now it's probably 25 or 30 years ago. And I was out to lunch with a girlfriend. We're at the local diner. And my back was to the restaurant. I was facing the door. And this woman walks by with her girlfriend, and she stops and has to physically turn around to see my face. And she looked at me, and she said, I knew it was you, Connie Whitman. I looked at her, and I said, I I know. I know what branch you're from. It was during whatever I named the bank that we had worked at. And I said, oh, your name is escaping me. I do apologize. And she said her name. I said, yes, yes, yes. And I don't know what I said about her. I remember we used to joke around about whatever. She turns to my friend, and she says, you know what? When Connie would come, because I had I covered a, I had covered Mammoth and Ocean, two big counties in New Jersey, had a hundred branches. And she says, when you would walk in, we would all say, "Oh, it's going to be a great day," because Connie's here. She said, "You made." Now this is twenty years later, right? She says, we loved when you came because the energy in the office changed. We all ended up having a great day. You came and said hello to each one of us personally, and you asked about if they had a kid or whatever. I, I would remember. And she said, she said to my friend, she's just amazing. And I looked at her. I said, how did you know it was me? She said, I heard your voice 
from they were in the booth behind us and she goes and I kept saying that's Connie Whitman I know that voice can you imagine that she recognized my voice 20 years had gone by had, had to stop but that she gave such kind words about me um, to her friend and I'm not bragging that's not why I'm doing that but I looked at her and I go really that's how you felt she goes all of us felt that way I didn't know that for 20 years I was just being me right but that's how we affect Absolutely. people Yes, and we don't realize your words have so, and, and how you engage with people have so much power um, in their world, and it really just does change our reality and those r uh, around us. Now you, Absolutely. You, now, you've studied the power of words, and yes. you and I talk about this a lot, the frequency. Um, tell us a little bit about how words really do have a frequency, and that's why it changes reality. Well, a negative word, it, I, I know that we had talked before about Mr. Emoto yes, and I love the him. studies that he had done with water where they spoke water, spoke to water with a negative or a positive. Sometimes it's nothing more than they taped a word to a bottle of water mm -hmm. and they would check these water crystals. They'd freeze them and then put a, a water crystal under a slide and check it and you could see the change in the water by the words that were being spoken. Okay, so it started with um, Emoto and his studies on that. And the interesting part was about that, what people didn't stop to think is, depending upon their differences of opinion, but depending upon studies that you look at, 90% of our body is water, water. So if you can take a bottle of water and tape a word to it, negative or positive, and affect it, what do you think is happening when the person is speaking a word to somebody else who's approximately 90% water. That's wow. what our bodies are made up. That's pretty powerful. Really, really powerful. You are affecting this person forever. Because when you're talking about words and frequency, when you're talking about energy, frequency, whatever the term is you choose to use, you're talking about something that never goes away. Never. If we remember back to science class when we were in high school and we took science, Energy never dissipates. I don't know about you, but I know I learned that in science class. It never yes. goes away. Yes. It can change form, but it will never go away. So the words that you speak are out there forever, forever. Now, they've literally done scientific studies on this, and I'd like to give a reference for people to a book called Word Frequency Studies. This is the name of a book. The author is a little bit hard for me to pronounce, but it's uh, spelled D-E space Gruviter, G-R-U-Y-T-E-R, Mouton. And he actually, they have scientifically studied what the frequency of different words are. And surprise, surprise, anything that's on a negative side has a lower frequency than positive words, which have a much higher frequency. This goes along with the discussion we were talking about with power versus force mm -hmm. and that they have gone out and literally measured the frequency of words, of different things, not just words, but of words. And that, that field of study is called quantitative linguistics for anybody that wants to look into it further. So this is actual scientific proof that saying these words carry a frequency and it never goes away. I stop and, and I think about the responsibility for that. The words yes. that you're putting out are never going to go away. Yes. That's really powerful. And, and we're, we're going to take a break in, in a second, but not only the words that come out of our mouths to others, 
how about the words that we say even in our own minds and the oh, power yes. that and how we we really are we've all heard the f expression we are our own worst enemy it's really true and we if 80% of our thoughts or 90% of our thoughts are negative wow how much power are we given over to a diminishing or a negative frequency that's frightening actually let's take a yeah. quick break and I hope that everybody is like oh my god please teach us how to change our terminology to ourselves <laughs> and others let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about that a speaker has little value to an audience unless you, the listener, is motivated and empowered to change. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates is a renowned speaker and is an architect of change. Consultations, training, seminars, and speaking engagements are the venues where she affects change. Whether your responsibilities include customer service, sales, marketing, training, executive management, or ownership, and you are seeking change in your organization, then you need to hire Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Connie doesn't just fill your ears with rhetoric. She speaks to the heart and success of your business. So next time you need to hire a speaker, don't hire someone that just talks. Hire an architect of change. Connie Whitman. Just ask for Connie by calling 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Okay, we're back. We're speaking with Sherry Wright, and we're really talking about the power of words and that the words that we speak and how not only do they affect others in our, our, our orbit, right, but how they affect our own self. So words we speak to ourselves, the mind chatter, right? Let's call it that, the mind chatter. What, what can be... I understand now with that word frequency study and the quantitative linguistic, even if that mind chatter is in our own head, how, how are we impacted by that? And really, from if, if your last comment was energy and frequency never dissipate, how can we shift or change that? Absolutely. One of the, I did say that energy, it, it, it never dissipates. However, it can be transformed. Oh. So transforming it is the whole key to it. It's not going to go away, but we can change it into something else. Cool. Now, you're talking about the mind chatter specifically that we have. We all have the tape that plays in our head. Oh, yeah. You know, the personal development field became a huge thing starting back in the 90s. So a lot of authors talk about in personal development, the chatter that, you know, in our mind that we talk to ourselves about. And everybody has it. I'm not good enough, I'll never oh. be able to do that, I'm sure. not as pretty as she is, I'm not, whatever that is, and it plays over and over and over. This is an example of how other people affect us with their words. These are things that we pick up as young children. People say something to us and you think maybe they never hear it. Yes, they do. And it becomes part of their mind chatter. And that goes on and on and on and on in your mind. So the words are not just words that are spoken. They're also words that run in our mind. There's whole studies. There's whole series of things that you can do. I've actually worked on this myself with my own mind chatter. Mm -hmm. um, they have something called brain entrainment where they use a frequency and subliminal wording or subliminal programming to change the chatter in your mind to something much more positive. 
And that it, it's really, really interesting to watch that happen. My experience with using like it's a, a brain entrainment tape is something that you're listening to with headphones on that actually goes in and it, it reprograms and transforms the mind chatter that we're seeing over and over that tape that's playing in our heads. We all know what, what I'm talking about. Everybody has that. And it will actually physically change what's being said in your head to something much more positive and empower you instead of disempower you. So the brain entrainment, it, it changes, I'm trying to understand. So it's a, the tape or whatever that you're listening to when you put the headphones hey, on. Yeah, right. You're listening to a programming. A programming. And you're, right. And the, here's a really kind of a side note for that that's interesting. When you're listening to brain entrainment, there's a definite left and right side. Your mm. left brain hears it one way. Your right brain hears it another way. So when you listen with headphones, brain entrainment puts it in there, and they put like a subliminal or words behind sound or music, whatever you're listening to, that will reach your right brain, and so your right brain can hear it, and your left brain, because we hear things differently on each side of the brain, whether we're more analytical or we're more artistic. We hear the words differently. So it works on both sides of the brain, and it's absolutely amazing the changes that it can make in you and make in the mind chatter that's going on with you. We call it monkey mind. Yes. Because I have a, just, you know, I have a big monkey place. mind. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, 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 it's just frightening that the, if, if I wrote down my thought process, if I'm, if I'm sitting even still, you know, you jump from one thing to the other, to the food list, to the laundry. Oh, I forgot to send Sherry an email. It's it, there, and it's discombobulated. It's it's really like utter chaos. We all have that monkey mind. Now, the brain entra- entrainment. Am I saying that correctly? Entrainment. Yeah, brain entrainment or subliminal and, programming. Some people so, know it by subliminal programming. So there could be music. It could be vibrational sounds. Plus, they have these words that you probably can't really hear, but are there that talk to the left and the right brain. So I understood that properly. Right. So if you're trying to make a change to the programming in your mind, mm-hmm. you would you would look at this and you would say, okay, what is it that I need to do? And, you know, everybody's seen them. It could be anything from a stop smoking situation to, um, you know, more self-confidence, all of these, thi- these things. I worked with a self-confidence one to see what would happen. There's abundance, one's on abundance, because we all block our own abundance. Totally. How do we block our abundance? With our thoughts and our words that we have gathered over our entire lifetime. So they go in and they replace it with something else. So your mind actually cannot go there after a period of time. It no longer goes there. It's almost like it's changing it into something positive. It can't go back to the negative process that plays over and over in our mind. When we change it to something more positive, the changes become external and we see it in our life. And we can feel it depending on what you're doing. You can literally feel it, the change in you. I've had some amazing results using that. Who do you use? Is there um, one that you recommend that works, that you like? Um, You know what? I, I... I hesitate to recommend one in particular. Okay. Okay. The first person that started it was with the Monroe Institute. A lot of people are familiar with Robert Monroe. There are all kinds of them out there. If you go into Google and you put in brain entrainment or subliminal programming, you will see just a multitude of them. And I haven't really found any of them that I thought found negative at this point. Okay. I've used cool. all kinds of them. One of them that I used uh, that you can look up is Quantum Confidence. 
and they have all kinds of categories in there because everybody's dealing with their own issues. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, I know some people, um, especially because I train so many different ages and, and different companies, and people people's perceptions. One young lady once said to me, oh, you probably have like a $3 million house. And I looked at her and I said, are you kidding me? Like, have you met me? I would never, that's not, that's not me, right? I could, that, that would not be me to live in like a museum type of house. You come to my house, it's most welcoming. It's a little ranch. I just love my house. It's just, it's like Hansel and Gretel's house. Amazing. And when I said that to her, I go, that's what you thought of me? I was shocked at her level of lack of confidence that she had me on this pedestal because how could she ever have a three million dollar house and I said honey you're young you can't have a three million dollar house that ship has sailed for me <laughs> not that I want it but I'm never gonna have a three million dollar house so it's funny how people also perceive what they see and hear um, etc and how that impacts how they think about themselves in the comparaphobia. Absolutely. I have a friend in that she calls it the comparaphobia. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know that that's exactly what I'm talking about. If if she perceived that you have a three million dollar house and this is something that she wants, okay, let's go there just a little bit. Do you think that that might have might have had an impact on her? mind chatter where she's saying I'll never be like honey I'll never be good enough to have this I'll never you know I cannot reach this I cannot there are words in the English language that need to be cut eliminated out. <laughs> yeah the word can't can't should there, should is not a great word should yeah. is taking away people's options when you tell yeah. somebody they should do something you're you're telling them that they there's only one way to do something there's only one way no that's not true there, there is so many ways to do the same thing. Should is taking everybody's option for how they want to act. Should is also part of mind chatter that's huge. You should do this. Why haven't you done this? You know you should do this. You should do this. That's just literally beating up on yourself. Yeah, it's guilt. Energetically. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's guilt. It's absolute guilt. So I think we talked about some of the ways um, to try to calm the mind chatter. I love that brain entrainment or the subliminal mm -hmm. uh, programming. So guys, check that out. I think that's awesome. How, how do we set up manifesting that shift? In addition to the brain entrainment, are there other things that we can do to get that shift or transformation? Because it never goes away, but we can transform and change it. Sure. One of the other things that I want to address also is the number one first thing to do, with, which is completely free, is to meditate. Mm. We tell people this all the time, and it seems to be a hard thing with our busy lives, but meditation, if you try to meditate, the first thing you're going to notice, is that you'll, you'll definitely become aware of your mind chatter. Your mind will not shut down. It just goes and goes and goes and goes. So another way to try to calm it is with meditation. The way that I was taught to do that is to focus on a thought or an idea. And every time your mind goes to, I need to pay this bill, oh my gosh, I forgot this, did I forget anything, da 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 da, -da. on and on we go in our minds, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this, I'm so bored, I don't want to sit here and do this, whatever it is, let your mind go and then always bring it back into alignment with whatever it is you're focusing on. Okay, this is the beginning stages of learning to manifest things in your life. Bring your mind back and get it on path. But let it go. Don't fight it. 
because you're fighting an uphill battle. You're, tr- you're going upstream if you're trying to fight the mind chatter. You have to let it go and then bring it back. Let it go, bring it back. And the more you learn to meditate, this is why people say, you know, they meditate 20 years. The more you meditate, the more that becomes so simple for you to do to bring your mind back and the more the mind chatter goes away. Now, I'm not saying it takes 20 years, but it does take practice. That's yeah. why people use things like brain entrainment and subliminal programming. Yeah. So and talking people, about, I'm sorry. I was going to say, people don't give it enough time for the, for the new habit to be formed. We do it two times because it's too hard. I'm not doing it. Yeah, I used to have a teacher that used to say, it's not instant pudding, folks. It's, it's instant. not instant pudding. Oh, I love that. I love that. So yeah. when, we, when we talk about the, the power of the words and we talk about manifesting and, and focusing through meditation, you know, we're responsible for our own energy, right, that we bring into our space. So explain Absolutely. why, we have, we have three minutes left, but explain why we need to be careful how we ask or what we ask for. Okay, that to me is the most important power of the words. Um, Very quickly, since we just have a few minutes left, when you are manifesting, one of the things that you need to apply to whatever it is you're asking is, is this the experience that I want? And then look at what you're asking for. Let me give you an example of that. I want ten thousand dollars i want ten thousand dollars i want ten thousand dollars over and over we we put that out there as a manifest so if you run that through what am i actually asking for with an understanding that the universe god however you choose to see it or call it is completely literal it answers with oh i see you want the experience of wanting ten thousand dollars And you have just created an experience that's going to go on and on and on of wanting $10,000. So a better manifest would be to say, I have $10,000. I have $10,000 because the universe says, oh, okay, you have $10,000. We're never not answered. Our words are never not responded to. Watch that happen. Keep a journal when you do this. But look always at what you're manifesting. I tell people, write it down and look at it very clearly before you put it out there and remembering that the universe is completely literal. Want should be scratched out of any manifestation because want is going to create an experience of wanting. And, have and I, have have. Share, I have to share, I have to share, before we hit the record button, I said to Sherry that I, I, I want so badly um, to give over to the universe, the flow of the universe, and I know, I believe all of that, but I'm such a control freak, I just want to be able, and she said, you know, I think you need to stop saying that, because you're going to keep wanting, because the universe will give you that, so I have to start saying, ooh, Sherry, the universe, I'm in flow with the universe. I'm so excited. It feels so good. It's so easy to be in flow. And then the universe will give me that. Right? Didn't I do that good, Sherry? (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Like I said, it's always a good idea to write it down. Write it down and really think about what you're seeing because you're going to get exactly what you asked for. So be careful what you're asking for. Make sure that it meets that criteria, that those words are very powerful to bring it to you now. And I have it now. You know, that's another thing. You can put, I have it now. Yeah. 
I don't know about you, but I'm not a real patient person for waiting 10 years to get something. I, I want it now if I want it. If I'm asking, I need it right now. Yeah. And did no, you hear what I just said? I said, yeah. I need it right now. I need it. Not I want it. I need it right now. I need everything right now because I'm at a 1,000 miles per hour. You just better keep up with me. <laughs> but here's the funny part. Let me tell you something really quickly. I put that in there intentionally to see if anybody caught it. I need is almost right up there on par with I want because what oh, I just it. created, let's think about it. What did I create, Connie? Can you tell me? I, I need, need it right it now. now. So it's going to keep what experience that I create. Of it. You're going to need it right now. She wants to need it now. She wants to need it now over and over and, and over again. And you got it. You so got it. See how it. simple it is? When wow. you understand that you're creating an experience when you manifest, there you go. That is That's, It's just that quick. I hope you all just learned that brilliant lesson. I, that was exciting. I, I just, all of this, you know I'm going to, as soon as we end, I'm going to go look up subliminal programming, and <laughs> I'm going to look for the abundance, because I know I have my own abundance blocker in my head, my own inner chatter, all of these things. And here's the other thing, and I think, uh, Sherry, you'll agree. It's a work. We're works in progress, guys. So give yourself a break. Practice the meditation over and over and over again. It's not instant pudding. Oh, I'm going to use that. <laughs> Change does not happen overnight, and there's a process, and you have to put the time in, or you won't come out the other end. You'll get stuck through the, our mindless uh, inner conversations that we have using the wrong words. I really hope that this resonates with people. I loved this topic, uh, Sherry. Thank you so much. Um, you guys, if you want to get in touch with Sherry Wright, go to her website. It's www.innertouchschool.com. And her email address is just too difficult. So what I'll do, it's, I don't know, it's a weird, it's K-I-E-M. Yeah, go ahead, because it's an odd email. Key Empowerment 60, which is K-I. E-M-P-O-W-E-R-M-E-N-T 60 at yahoo.com. Key empowerment means this. Key is the same thing as chi in Japanese. It is oh. energy empowerment. Oh, that's easy to remember. Absolutely. And then what's the 60? What's the 60? It was just the next number available on Yahoo? Do I have to give my age? Oh, I love it. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Isn't that funny? I thought maybe that was your favorite number, you know. So what I'll do, guys, is the Key Empowerment 60 at Yahoo and the www.innertouchschool.com. I will put that, I promise, on the website, on the WebTalk website. So literally you can go click and connect with Sherry if you'd like any more information. Also, share your stories with me. If there's topics that you'd like me to cover, email me at Connie at com, and I really am happy to be a resource and find information for you. Shirley, thank you so much again for your time, your insight, and just your easy mannerism of how that just made so much sense, and I hope it resonates with everyone as well. So thank you again for being on. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. You, you know, I think people are going to be emailing me saying, can you have that Sherry lady on again? We want her to talk more. Because you really do have just such an easy, and it's easy to understand you, which I think is awesome. So th really, thank you again. Oh, thank you I, for having me, Connie. I always enjoy it.
Yeah, my pleasure, Cher. Um, I hope you guys will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves so we all embrace change and realize that we've got this. We can do this. Do use some of Sherry's idea to help with that transformation. And thank you all for joining me again this week. You've been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. Thank you so much. Go and have an inspired week, everyone. You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Time may change me, but I can't.